Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean, and I have a really fun interview today with Taryn, who is an online client, and she has a great story to share. And a big part of what we do here at the Tummy Team is validate your stories and help you realize that you're not alone on this journey. And I think uh, Taryn has a story that many of you guys will relate to. Hi, Taryn. Thanks for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. All right. I always like to start with just having you tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Tell me about, you know, where you live, your age, your kids, kind of a little bit about your life. Sure. Yeah. Um, I live here in Idaho. I grew up in New York. I have two kids, um, two precious daughters. One is almost three and one is born in April. And I have had chronic back pain, I would say chronic back pain on and off since I was a young teen. Mm-hmm. And I've always gone to chiropractors and it it always helped for a while. And then I would tweak it again and it hurt for a while. And I'd go to the chiropractor and it'd feel better for a while and just kind of back and forth. And I just felt like there should be something better as an option. <laughs> Did you have an injury that led to that initial back pain or not that you could recognize? There was an injury, but I don't know that that alone is what caused the lifetime of trouble. I don't feel like the injury of me falling off the tire swing should have been it. <laughs> like <laughs> that that should not have been the end of my healthy back. <laughs> Right. And how did um how did you hear about the tummy team? Actually, I was doing some Google searches for diastasis recti after I was diagnosed with it. Um okay. with my So when I was diagnosed with it with my firstborn, I decided to try and fix it on my own just doing exercises that I found online, and I guess it was kind of helpful. There was mixed messages and confusing data. And I wasn't really sure what I was looking at. And it did get better. And I think some of that is just because I was able to bring more functional fitness in general into my life. Right. But it wasn't fully better even when I got pregnant the second time with my second daughter. Yeah. And, and did, did your pregnancies um, increase your back pain? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, um, I did find some relief doing some birth-related type exercises around ligament pain and that kind of thing. But it was definitely a constant threat. It wasn't a constant pain, but it was a constant, is today going to be the day I wake up with back pain from this pregnancy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of always just trying to 
trying to keep it at bay, right? And trying to um, hope that it doesn't get worse. You're, you're, so you, you were diagnosed with a diastasis during your first pregnancy or after your first pregnancy? After my first pregnancy. And you did some kind of makeshift um, self-care based on what you could, you know, decipher off the internet. And, and also uh, I found things like Katie Bowman. Yeah. Some good, you know, there's a lot change. of good stuff out there. Absolutely. It's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that sometimes people get the right pieces. Sometimes they're missing a key piece. Sometimes um, a little information goes a long way to stop doing some of the things that you were doing to make it worse or to know some alignment information or how to find your transverse. You know, sometimes a little bit goes a long way. But the second you you started looking for more help, why? When you started looking for the tummy team, what was what what kind of made you look for a little bit more? more help. Well, when it hadn't gone away after the second birth, I knew I was not succeeding on my own. And so I just started Googling and looking and I actually found Beth Learn at Fit to Be first. And I thought, hey, this looks great. This fitness idea, being careful of my diastasis recti. And then I was reading more on her site and she says, but if you need more physical therapy rehab type stuff, I'm like, yes, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She is, a, <laughs> she is such a great um, resource for women out there because a lot of times we say this a lot. A lot of times people look for fitness because they feel weak and they need the right exercises. And, um, and then, you know, to have somebody as knowledgeable as Beth saying, yes, fitness is amazing. And I'm going to give you all the great fitness options, but you still probably need rehab because I did too, um, is really, is really validating for people to kind of step back and go, okay. Um, even though maybe my doctor didn't say I needed rehab or I even saw a PT and they didn't know how to treat this, that, that doesn't mean that there isn't rehab available. Um, did you have any concerns about it being online? Were you hesitant or skeptical at all about um, working with us online? Not really, because for me, I've done things online, you know, college courses or other things. And I know that as long as all of the information is there and I can get at it, then I should be able to succeed. But it was great. It was very reassuring to have the offer of purchasing e-sessions. And I've done two of those and they were really helpful to add in to the course. Yeah, so you don't feel like you're just kind of flying blind with with our coursework, which our coursework is pretty comprehensive and pretty intuitive. I mean, I, I kind of anticipate people's questions, but I think that supplementing it with that one-on-one kind of problem solving is really where the magic happens, you know, and the accountability, I think, of knowing, okay, I'm going to meet with Kelly at this time. And she's going to be asking me how I'm doing on the things she told me to do last time. <laughs> you know, I think that that sometimes is is helpful for for specific people. Absolutely. Um, it was also really great to get the feedback focused in on my history because yeah. it's a lot of information in the course and I can't do it all. And no. so to have you say, try focusing in on this, this and that was yeah. really helpful because as a busy mom of two, I just 
yeah, it's good to have the feedback. <laughs> well, and it's hard when you hear all the information, you're like, oh, that would be good to implement. Oh, that would be good to implement. It's hard to not want to do it all. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're a mama of two little ones, it's it's not really possible to do all the things that I, I suggest in the course. Um, but I don't know what each individual person's needs are going to be. So I give you all the possible options and then I try to help you navigate how to prioritize for yourself. Um, But sometimes it's still difficult. Sometimes we still need to kind of go, okay, what are my my priorities and where am I going to get the most bang for my buck? Um, Did you, how soon into the course did you realize that or maybe you knew this already, that your back pain was connected to your core weakness? I actually figured that out in the process of diagnosing myself as functional core weakness from the website before I picked a course. Yeah. Um, Because the questions that were asked to try and figure it out didn't seem like they were related to my diastasis recti. (laughs) And I thought, oh, huh. No, I can't do that. And no, I can't do this. And is that why I can't do these successfully? These things. Um, and so you then started already just in the just in the the website kind of you started to connect dots and realize, oh, I'm coming for my diastasis, but look, I have these other seven symptoms <laughs> that are exactly. all related. Maybe there's something else going on here. Exactly. And then I think the initial what do you call it? The initial intake. Yeah. Form. Your self-assessment. Yes. The self-assessment. Yeah. The self-assessment really cemented it for me as, okay, these are the things that are of issue here that I can work on through this. Yeah. You know, we initially didn't have that self-assessment in the course, probably for the first, oh, I don't know, four or five years of the course. Um, I did some little basic self-assessments, but we, um, we, we added it because that's, those are all the questions I ask in the clinic, you know, Mm. about people's digestive tract and about how their pelvic floor is doing and what their posture is like and when they have back pain and when they have abdominal pain and when they have, uh, you know, all these different things, pain with intimacy, all these different things that we ask in the clinic. Um, but we weren't kind of providing that big picture in the same way um, in our online course until, you know, uh, you know, uh, several years into the process. And then we realized how eye opening that is for people to not just focus on the diastasis, because the diastasis is a sign and a symptom. I mean, it's a diagnosis in itself, but Mm -hmm. it's never, it's never a standalone diagnosis. It's always connected to functional core weakness um, and a muscle imbalance. And if you have functional core weakness, it's likely that you have some of the other symptoms. And I think that once people start to see that big picture, it starts to change your mindset in, okay, I, this isn't just something like, you know, I, I fix a sprained ankle and I move on, you know, it's like, oh, I need to understand what's going on here. And, and, and how, how this might actually be solving a lot of things that I've either either settled for or been struggling with, or, you know, didn't have an answer for. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I got from even just the self-assessment was that there's hope for these problems that I'm having. 
Right. Why am I going to ask you about all of them and say, oh, that's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) For you, you have all the things. There's nothing we're going to do about it. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And just the idea that my my pain could be telling me something that I could actually translate and listen to and do something differently. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Okay. So, so that was kind of like your first impact. And then tell me a little bit more about kind of your journey um, as you started doing some of the work. What were the things that really started to connect with you and, and change? Yeah, um, I never really did splint because it just didn't fit into my lifestyle. And I appreciated that you said not to let it wreck exactly. my progress. No. Yeah. And so that was good to to have that off the table. And I think for me, some of the biggest strides forward that I started to see was when I was actually able to incorporate things, beginning to make them habits in certain parts of my life. So putting a rolled up thing to do my calf stretches while I did the diaper changes or setting up my nursing throne to make sure if I'm going to nurse, here's my water, here's my pillows, here's my proper posture enforcers yeah. <laughs> all the support that your body needed to create those those opportunities to kind of build it into your day because you have two little ones it's very even if you're very disciplined it's hard to build in things but if the way I encourage you to build it in I think is setting the stage for you to see the functional component of everything your core and your alignment and and how your body is actually designed to function in real life stuff. And I think it starts to set the stage that this isn't just a series of exercise I lay down and do three times a day. And then, you know, I never do again. It's, it's, it's different than that. It's retraining how your muscles um, support you and how, and in that way they get stronger by doing the things that you're doing as a mama, right? Did you, when did you start noticing a change in your back pain? Oh, probably three or four weeks in. Maybe I started noticing it. Neutral pelvis stuff. Yeah, definitely. The neutral pelvis was a massive switch. And Oh, the first exercise that, made a huge difference was the hamstring stretch. Yeah. I can't remember which week it's introduced, but it was introduced and I went, oh, that's relief (laughs) right there. Almost instantaneous, right? So it it was instant relief. My back was hurting. I bent over and I did this stretch and I stood up and it didn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty satisfying. You know, there's different there's different key components for different people. Sometimes people will say as soon as they fixed their sitting alignment and figured out active sitting, um, that it shifted. As soon as they understood elongation versus um, clenching their tummy, um, it shifted. You know, but I would say it's very, very common for um, chronic low back pain clients for that week three neutral pelvis um, alignment uh, compensation releases to be 
where where the everything changes because your body has been compensating for some instability for a long time. And so now these muscles, we've got this tug of war going on where one muscle's pulled tight and the other muscle's unstable and one muscle's screaming and one muscle's, you know, desperate and, and trying to get that balance. But it's tricky because we cannot, when I see people in the clinic and even when I hear people's stories, I can almost anticipate what's going to be tight on them. <laughs> and it would take, you know, it's it's nothing for me to go, oh, let's just stretch that tight muscle. I have to be disciplined with myself because I know that tight muscles are telling us that, you know, it's doing a job for something else. It's mm-hmm. doing a job for something else. And if I take that tight muscle away, what else is going to fall apart? So, so our process is to start retraining connection to your core, retraining strength of your core, shifting your postural alignment, start reinforcing that before we start to take away some of those tight muscles. And even when we take it away, it's a real gentle, we're going to release a little bit, replace it with this muscle, release a little bit, replace it with this muscle. And so that your body doesn't kind of fall off a cliff. Um, and I think that this is that that discipline and that intentionality of our course is where experience and my expertise kind of comes in. Because some, if, sometimes if you're just following along on some YouTube video or somebody um, that maybe doesn't have the rehab background that I have and says, oh, you, you know, if your posture is like this, you need to release your hamstrings. I always want to go one step further if your posture's like this why has it been like this what do we need to do to reinforce this because your hamstrings are your crutches right now and we don't want to yank your crutches away before we give you some legs to stand on right. um, you know yeah so i'm so glad that that was that you had that clear moment where you're going you know, like ooh i can see we're getting somewhere here and i think for me a big part of it was the weeks before that as you said, they build on each other and it helps to, for me, I'm a why person. Why am I doing this? Why is this going to help? Why not that? Why this way? (laughs) And so what you said about design is really the important part for me. I need to know why my body works this way or doesn't work if I do it this way. And the things you said about we're designed to stand up on our feet. We're not really designed to sit in these chairs that are fairly modern inventions. And, yeah, you know, say. we can compensate, but it's not the same as living a different lifestyle, squatting more, yeah. standing more, walking more. It's all connected. Yeah. And so for me, I just really needed to have the why behind okay, now I'm going to go ahead and implement all of these new habits and new releases and new strengthening exercises and all of that. Well, I think the why also gives people, um, is going to give you a lasting impact. You know, my, my goal is always, um, to, for this, not just to be like this eight week course. Um, I, I feel like I'm providing you strategies and tools and awareness and understanding and education. It's going to be lifelong skills, lifelong. Like this is like an owner's manual to your body, you know, Absolutely. And you know, this is the only body you get your whole life. And this owner's manual is pretty important. And I think it's really important 
the why is important. I don't want somebody just, oh, because Kelly told me to do it. Because <laughs> you won't keep doing it and you won't get why you're doing it. And it, you won't understand if you're if you're not getting the results, how you might be, might have like misunderstood what was happening there. And, and I really want you to be the owner. And that's why it's really called the tummy team. I feel like we're on a team together. I might have a little bit more information than you do in the beginning, but ultimately not, I could tell you all day long, but if you don't do it, nothing's going to, nothing's going to change. You have to do the work, but I want to give you as many ways to be successful in doing that. And I think the why is a big, a big thing for people. Yeah. And I think it's a big part of success being perpetuated too, because now that I'm standing better, I can already see my daughter changing my little toddler. She was starting to copy mama by sticking her pelvis out in front of her. And that scared me because I knew from the course that that was a big beginning point of some of my problems was the slouching and the standing on one hip kicked out. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to see her start doing that. And so that became another big part of my why. Yeah. They watch us and you know, they, they, um, they learn how to move by watching the people around them move and, and how we stand. It's, there is obviously a genetic component, but it's more of a, what they see and how they, they mirror what they see. And I would say the same thing. Um, I mean, I've got teenagers and young adults as children now, and um, you know, my posture um impacts their posture, how I stand. And I see this also in people I talk to. It doesn't even have to be my own kids. If I am standing confidently and tall, talking to a girlfriend at church, they automatically start standing taller. You know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to, to kind of collapse and slouch when the person in front of you is standing, you know, elongated and tall. And, and, I I started to notice this because I started to notice it in my kids, but it's interesting how your um, the energy that you portray in that strength and in that tall posture, how that really translates to the people around you, a, a sense of confidence, a sense of, you know, trust and security and a foundation. And, and I think that that's um, this interesting part that people don't, notice or don't maybe can't name is a better thing they can't name it um that it starts to shift and they might not even notice it unless I tell them to start looking for it um yeah it's 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 interesting what do you think um you had some initial impactful things um were there other unexpected things like that you didn't realize were a problem or were going to get better um in on your journey Well, definitely bathroom stuff improved. I thought I was doing fine because I already had the squatty potty when you mentioned it. And then I implemented some of the other things and it got even better. I was just very pleased. (laughs) Yeah, we want our body to work well. And part of it is getting the waste out effectively. Right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know that surprises people. There's there's all kinds of things that surprise people. How 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 has your um what is your routine now? Like 
I mean, I, we always talk about functional integration and, you know, it starts out with some stretches and some, some exercises and some of those things we carry on and some of the things we integrate. What, what do you, what is kind of, what are some lasting things that you do on a kind of ongoing basis? So still definitely the calf, the standing calf stretches when I'm doing diaper changes, Mm -hmm. I try and start with alternate feet being stretched and then switch when I start putting the diaper back on (laughs) so that I don't just get all one-sided on that. Um, (laughs) And then I always do the hamstring stretch when I'm washing my hands. After I wash my hands, I stand over the sink and I do the hamstring stretch. What else? There are definitely other ones that I still integrate. Oh, I do the um, the Jesus uh, pose and the trunk rotation every night before bed when I'm laying yeah. down because that just and really sets me up to sleep well and to sleep with good posture. Yeah, especially especially in the, the age of your kiddos, right? A lot yes. of hunched over holding um, little ones and, and caring for little ones at this stage. So that, that end of the day, um, chest opener releases so much tension, um, and, and feels so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that's been integrated is definitely different postures for while I'm playing with the kids on the floor, I'm more likely to get all the way down in a way that supports my belly, (laughs) Than mm-hmm. to kind of hover in that in between, kind of with them, kind of up, where yeah. I'm at the worst of both worlds and stressing everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you have a different perspective of pain now? Oh yes, like a different. Yeah, tell me about that. Sure. I I think I used to kind of resent it as like this inheritance that my body was just messed up. Mm-hmm. And now I definitely have more of a, okay, pain is a message. What is it telling me? What do I change? What message do I send back? And then I take the pain meds. Right. <laughs> because I've, I've addressed the problem and now I can find the relief of, you know, the Motrin or the Tylenol um, so that then I can continue to address the problem. I'm not just dealing with it or grinning and bearing it or muscling through it or going to bed for the day because I can't stand up straight. Right. And I don't have to deal with it that way anymore. Yeah. I also don't have to immediately call the chiropractor and get in for an emergency visit because I can handle it myself a lot of times. Yeah. You've developed some self-care strategies, right? Some way to kind of start thinking, okay, my body's communicating this. Um, what, what strategies do I know how to respond to that? And I have not had to go to the chiropractor since I started the course. It's been amazing. Wow. That is impressive. Yeah, that's very cool. Do you, um, do you notice that you, um, that you breathe differently? Yes and no. I noticed my breathing more, but I did already have a frame of reference for diaphragmatic breathing from singing. I just do it more in my daily life now than I used to. Yes, singing. Singing is, uh, and and do you feel like your singing is stronger with a stronger core? 
I haven't noticed. I've been on and off with cold season stuff. And so I work with a lot of singers and, uh, and there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff with vocal cords and the voice and um, our breath and our core and our alignment and all of those things. And so I think you, that'll be an interesting transition for you to see. You've given me something new to look forward to and to think about. That's exciting. It is exciting, especially if you love to sing. What do you wish um, you would have known sooner? Do you wish you would have known some of this stuff um, for your pregnancies, for your birth? Honestly, I wish I had known this when I was 13. Mm, Yeah, me too. Because so much of my life has been not always pain, but always haunted by, am I going to do something that tweaks it today? When the actual problems were so different than what I thought they were. I mean, from the moment that I hit my growth spurt as a young teen, I started slouching and I didn't even realize it until I was taking some of this course stuff. Mm-hmm. because you challenged me in one of my e-sessions to think of my posture as regal. Mm. And we hung up and I thought to myself, I have never applied that word to myself in my entire life. Mm. That's got to change. Yeah, And so that has been a huge change just in terms of how I think about myself and my posture and my height. I'm above average height. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that I saw myself differently because of that, because my whole family is, and we just all are tall. And I've started to notice that all of us slouch in varying ways. Yeah. You lower yourself. Not all of us, us, but many of us do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, some of that posture stuff, you know, it kind of sounds like the stuff our grandma told us, you know, stand up tall, shoulders back, stand up tall, you know, and, and, um, and I wish I'd listened to her. There's some (laughs) wisdom there. And, and maybe it's not just, you know, stand up tall and throw your shoulders back. But um, there is if we look at our body as like, you know, a machine, there's an optimal alignment. And, you know, if there's machines do not function when they're not in alignment. I no. mean, they could be out of very minor out of alignment and they don't function. But our body is very adaptable, right? We can we can function in really poor alignments, um, but functioning, surviving and thriving are Absolutely. not the same thing, right? And and um, I think that. When we we a lot of us will hit a breaking point, and it's different for different people. Sometimes pregnancy kind of really exposes it, yeah. um, or parenting postures. Sometimes it's a certain age where it's like all of a sudden, um, I feel old. Like I can't. I feel old. What is going on? I can't just bounce back. And I think we have to go back to okay. What is the what is the beautiful optimal design of how our body is going to be most effective and most efficient? And posture is a component of that. We need strength to maintain the posture, but we need to at least honor and acknowledge that 
our posture is going to be a huge component. And I, I would say it's one of the most common things people will say, I have horrible posture. I have horrible posture. I was like, well, the good news is we can work on that. You know, it's not a death sentence. It's not like right. you have horrible posture, end of story, never going to get better. You're done. Okay, yeah. can't work with you. You have horrible posture. <laughs> I'm like, of course you have horrible posture. You have no core strength and you've not prioritized your posture because you did not know how relevant and how essential it was, you know? And I think that that's something that when we're, when we're championing our, our kids and cheering on our kids and encouraging our kids, it, it, it's going to be, I think my, my mindset is less from an area of nagging and more of a, Oh, I don't want your back to hurt sweetheart, you know, and I don't want, you know, and I want, I want you to stand with confidence and, and for our girls, um, you know, I want to set you up to have a really strong pelvic floor um, going into your pregnancies and going into some of the athletic events that you're doing. And some of the postures that they're in are not helping that. And even young teenage girls are, are peeing in gymnastics and, you know, Mm -hmm. are noticing, you know, and, and are laughing about it and going, Oh, I just wet my pants when I laughed. And they haven't even had kids yet. And that has to do with posture, disconnect, alignment issues that we can fix and we can empower and not just laugh off some of those things, you know. And so I think that we're in this key thing that, yes, you wanted to know when you were younger and now you know now. And how are you going to pass that information on to others in a way that's not just like stand up tall? you know. <laughs> right. In a way that comes alongside and says, here's what I learned. How can I help you understand? Yeah. What would you like to change about how you stand? How can you change it? Why? And give them the why so that they can yeah. make a why better decision for themselves. Yeah. Why this is important. And it's important, you know, it, it, we shouldn't have to be living with pain or getting to like a pain thing to feel like, oh, now it's important because I have pain, you know, or now it's important because I have this problem. We shouldn't have to wait till dysfunction to um, be proactive and and um, intentional, right? And to have these tools. So, Absolutely. yeah. Well, cool. Is there anything else that you would like to share that we haven't talked about? Um, (laughs) it always stumps everybody. (laughs) I think just to summarize, I've been so thankful to have kind of the translation of what my body is saying Mm -hmm. and the owner's manual, like you said, that now I can pass on to my children as matter of course. Well, of course we stand this way because it's how we were designed to stand. Yep. Yep. This is how the machine works. Exactly. Right. Well, thank you so much. I, you know, it's always fun for me to do these interviews because I learn so much more because in our e-sessions, we're really focused on, you know, uh, a specific target. And I hear some of your story, but not all of it. But it's really, I think that a lot of people are going to resonate with that kind of chronic um, pain and instability and that kind of living in fear of what's my back, you know, just the uncertainty, what's my back going to be capable of today and what's it not. And, 
and and having um, kind of a plan to be in a better place and feeling stronger. And you're continuing. You're not like you're continuing to work on it. This isn't like the end of the story. This is an ongoing thing that you're working on, but you have hope and and a you know a plan to keep absolutely. I just signed up for the core tra- uh, fitness transitions course, so I'm very excited oh, yeah, for that. Of course, more fitness. Yay! That's going to be so perfect for you. Yes, I'm very excited. It's yeah, the feedback we're getting from that course has been um, really fun for me. I I really didn't know how it was going to be received, but it's been really fun for me to see how um, I guess my fear was it wouldn't be challenging enough as a fitness course. um, And I wanted it to be a slow transition. um, But even in that slow transition, people are saying, oh, no, I can tell that I'm doing things in a new way and in a different way. And the cueing was exactly what my body needed. And so I think that I'm excited for you. I think that's going to be a great next step. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited, too. And like you said, it's an ongoing process. It's never going to stop. And I'm always just going to keep getting better. Right. And I think that 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 ne- it's never going to stop for some people. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's ongoing. I'm going to be doing this forever. <laughs> you know, you can think of it that way. But the way I choose to think of it is there is really no timeline or limit to how much strength and how much function I can achieve. It's There's just a step and the next step. What's the next step? Exactly. Because I'm, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And so I, I'm really looking at like, how can I be strong for this next season and for the next season after that, you know, and, and, um, you know, feeling not resigned as we age, but, you know, empowered and encouraged to like continue to, to, um, you know, work with our bodies to get the best outcome. You know, absolutely. I had some moments in my second pregnancy where I was just, I literally had the thought of how can I keep getting pregnant if this is what this feels like? And I want to have a large family, but that's not going to happen unless I can get my body under control and functioning properly. And now I feel like that's not going to be the concern, it's not going to be the issue. I'm looking forward yeah. to getting back into backpacking and hiking and camping and not yeah. having to worry about whether my back is going to betray me. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. I love that. I love both of those things. So getting back to the things you love to do and seeing that that's really a, a reasonable option, but also knowing that, you know, the stuff you're doing is going to allow you to have the family you want to have, you know, and and be strong enough to mother those kiddos, not just to birth them, but to mother exactly. them. Right. Yeah. That's so great. All right, Taryn, thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's been really great to hear your story. And I think that a lot of people are going to resonate with it. And um, I appreciate you taking the time to spend with me. Thank you so much, Kelly. All right, everybody, I'm going to put some podcast notes, um, just some stuff that we talked about today about neutral pelvis um, and kind of how the body compensates and how back pain might be con- connected to your functional core weakness and diastasis recti and how it's, there's a big picture there. So we'll give you some additional resources to look at. And as always, check out what we do at the Tummy Team. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. 
To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Oh, 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 oh,